0: And welcome to Myths and Legends Escape Room. You two look like legends, am I right?
1: Ah, I'll start again. Hello, and welcome to Two Stories, a delirious slalom in the DeLorean of our minds. Today, we're traveling back to the days of your... Romans. The days of your Romans. Right, Sarah, now you can go.
0: Sorry, I'm a bit nervous. I've never been on TV before. Podcast. sorry, I've never been on podcast before.
2: It's all right. You're doing great, and I love your helmet.
0: Thank you, Matt. So, welcome to Myths and Legends Escape Rooms. This is our time machine. Shortly, I'll punch in the launch codes and release you into 500 BC Italy. You will emerge in the vicious slave pits under the Colosseum, and in one hour, you will have to fight the mighty gladiator, Octavia the Misbehaviour. A brutal giant, unbeaten in the arena, and said to have performed some of the most savage and theatrical slayings in gladiator history. A fight you will undoubtedly lose unless you can escape.
1: If we're travelling back 2,500 years, then can't you just drop us off somewhere nice? We could eat grapes and get wafted by a big leaf for an hour.
2: It doesn't work like that. This isn't your dad's Passat. You can't just slap on the hazards and buggers on a traffic island. Have you heard of the time continuum? Quantum locking, central locking, time zones, daylight savings, HD ready? Let the woman do her job.
0: This is your walkie-talkie. You can ask me just one question throughout your escape if you get stuck, so use it wisely. My, you don't have to raise your hand.
2: Sorry, this isn't my question, but what if a Caesar or a Centurion or someone like that sees it and gets all time confused and starts asking us questions, sniffing around about the future, you know, being a real biff. What should I say?
0: Uh, just keep it out of sight and you won't need to worry.
2: Oh, and what if I meet myself? Or bangs
1: his own mum.
0: Your time starts now.
2: Okay, so what have we got here? It's dark, just slivers of light slicing through the boards above us, like a Roman sword through a Roman cake. I can feel the cold, damp sand on the floor. The air is thick with the scent of damp and iron. Distant groans echo through the many small rooms. What we have here is a Roman slave dungeon. All right, Quincy, the lady just told us that. Wait, I can feel something on the wall here. It's a chain. I'm following it. I'm following it. There's something on the end of it. What is it? Oh, oh, it's a foot. Hello, mate. How are you, mate? Oh, it's not attached to anything. Ugh. Oh, indeed.
1: A lost foot. That's some grim stuff. You keep feeling around and I'll crack on. Ladles and jelly spoons, welcome to ancient Rome. Today, we will be roaming through Roman rooms to find that most elusive mistress, Freedom. There's a bloke here. A bloke? Yeah. He's rubbery and he's got some wires coming out of him, but I think it's a bloke. Well, greet him then. We're representing Blighty here. Don't
2: forget your manners. Good evening, sir. Is that your foot over there? Did little piggies go to market without you? Ooh, he's got a button. Press it, man.
1: It's near as Jenny's. Why were you probing the old boy's nethers? It's very dark, and
2: the hands are the eyes of the night. So if we whacked the lights on, you'd be eyeing up his old chap? No, I'd be searching for clues. I am searching for clues.
1: Amongst his stones... Poor rubber duck's not uttered a word yet, and you're grasping his nettles.
3: Welcome to the Roman slave pits, brother.
1: What did you do? I pressed it.
3: It's been so long since I've seen another face. Must be seven years since I've got locked in here in 260 BC. It's not long until you'll have to fight, Octavia, the misbehaviour. The misbehaviour likes fresh meat. I've heard they once melted an ice man with just their presence and a powerful stare. There's talk there is a secret exit somewhere. The smarter prisoners seem to always get out, but I couldn't find anything. Anyway, good luck in the arena. You're gonna need it.
2: Lovely stuff. Thanks for the info. I'm sorry about earlier as well. These hands have a mind of their own. What did he say, boy? something about a secret exit.
4: Why not go and probe some more stones down there while I do my story. Welcome to Guy's Guides. I'm Guy and I'm here to show you how you're doing it wrong, but luckily I'm right. Today, we're out and about hitting up the local watering holes. And here's my guides to help you losers when you're out drinking and trying to find a mate. Anyway, that's enough from me. Over to me with your first guide. Thanks, me. Right, getting served is a delicate business, worth studying. It's a microcosm of human behavior. You need to be polite and attentive, or you must command the space. In every mammal community, the group gather around their quarry, pigs around the trough, lions around a zebra carcass, musk badgers around a sponge cake, millennial backpackers, around a plug socket. Animals is animals and try as we might we can't break the chains our DNA have wound around us. Here is a breakdown of bar etiquette and how to ensure swift service. Number one placement. Watch the vectors. What are the bar staff service areas? Are they sticking to particular zones or a sweep pattern? These are barren edges of a bar sweep. They may appear to be double the chance of service. Instead, you're more likely to be double overlooked. Number two, know your order. Bar staff have some of the shortest attention spans of all the animal kingdom. Get their attention and bark it. Don't give them a chance to interrupt. Number three, make yourself known. A man with a big hat will never go thirsty. If you can't make yourself more visible, make yourself more audible. Speak loud and clearly to the surrounding area. Things to get attention and motivate the staff. Like, I've not had to wait this long for a drink since I had that week in Guantanamo. Or, I hate when people leave dogs in hot cars. Number four, payment. Show them your cash. They want it and you've got it. Fold your note long ways, hold it out like an expensive flag and lean headlong into their world. Number five, find out their name. Nothing sounds better to the human ear than its own name. Find it, or guess it, and say it in every sentence. Right, now you've got served what to drink. The drink is the centerpiece. It draws the eye. It needs to be something strong, something masculine, but also something different. A pint of metaphor, please, barkeep. So here's my rundown of the top five libations to ensure romantic entanglements. Number five, Guinness and Black masculine, dark, mysterious, and with a little hint of your cheeky side. And when you insist on the shamrock on top, you're basically holding a bunch of flowers. Number four, orange and lemonade. It's big, it catches the eye and it starts a conversation. Yeah, I'm not drinking tonight. Me and the boys from the cycling club had a mad one last night. Show her you're popular, fun, athletic and have quads like eight snakes cable tied together. Number three, bring a flagon and you can have whatever you want. Just ask Agatha. Every idiot puts their drink on display. This pub is like a bloody beverage museum. But if you keep a bit back, build the intrigue and bait the trap. Number two, Blue WKD, a classic. We're in the era of nostalgia and nothing will take a lady back to her adventurous youth than that curvy capsule of blue gold. Studies have shown that smell is the most powerful sense at stimulating a reminiscing response. So move close and waft your love potion right under her sniffer. She'll be instantly back in the car park behind the co-op, sharing four little blue bottles. Possibility fizzing in the air, and adventure seems inevitable. Number one, a yard of ale, the king of drinks. Name another drink measured in distance, pint, Half? Large? Double? No mate, I'll take a yard. You see a group of handsome, available leather-clad stallions shooting the shit around the watering hole? Your eyes are going to jump to the alpha with the longest drink. Sipping four pints of John Smith's for two hours from one bar trip, she knows you're smart, affluent, and got wrists like a G-clamp. I'm a bit of a bitter connoisseur. My blog, bitlerivalries88.geocities, ranks the local breweries by a number of vectors. Taste, scent, artwork, taproom access, bike storage, etc. Current top of the charts is Spunkton's Farm Shop and Brewery. Great place to hit up after a long ride with the club. Nice selection of ales and meads, plus a beverage they legally can't sell that is produced from the unusual way they store their meats. Picking a mate is nothing new, a dance as old as time. But in modern society, we have a lot of tools at our disposal. That's right, apps. I feel I've managed to nail down a few key factors in assessing and selecting a possible mate in this cyber maze. Here's Guy's Guide to Spotting Rotters Online. Number one, full body picture. Data, data, data. We need as much information as possible to form an educated opinion we need to do an ear count a finger count a height and weight verification this is important to establish if attraction is there but mainly to see if we have a liar number two animals are there any animals present psychologists and podcasters alike tell us that all serial killers will harm animals before progressing to humans Are there any worried Labradors or battered parakeets in their images? Or worse, are they conspicuous by their absence? Number three, safety in numbers. Can we be sure which one she is? A group shot on its own shows that she's popular and possibly doesn't have a horrible smell or curse surrounding her. However, all group shots means there is something horribly wrong. Having to use a Venn diagram, finding the single consistency across several pictures screams high maintenance and asks many more darker questions. Number four, job title. Things like strategic management analyst or future-proofing procurement consultant are all common swingers euphemisms. And if that's not your bag, avoid at all costs. Also, avoid professionals like designer, ventriloquist, politician, magician. These are people with access to the tools of deception. You think you're switched on and can spot a fraud? Wait until you're on a date with someone who can Photoshop out the fact that they're Keir Starmer. Clear, easy to understand jobs like plumber, doctor, farmer, chocolatier are the ones to go with. Number five, use the peripheries. The background is where the truth lies. People are very careless with what's in the background. Screenshot it, blow it up, examine it. Can you see band posters, piles of dirty washing, gang signs, drug paraphernalia, orbs, pentagrams, human remains? That's been Guy's Guide to a day out around the watering hole. I hope it helps, and I hope to see you back here soon.
0: Um, lads, you have ten minutes.
2: Roger. You've got to have the walkie-talkie to say Roger. Roger. No, you don't, Roger. I, Roger. The second Roger was to Sarah, not you. All
1: right, let's say it together.
2: Okay. One, two, three. Roger. Roger. Great. How's it going over there, Agatha? Some of the stones in this wall have numerals carved in them, and they rotate. I think we need to find a number. What date did our mate say it was? What are you doing over there, anyway? Just... You know, feel for more clues.
4: Welcome to the Roman slave pits, brother.
2: You dirty boy. Leave him alone. The hands are the eyes of the night.
4: I've
2: got it open. Come and help me push. Oh, it's bright in here. Where, where are we? Give me a sec. My pupils haven't been the same since I saw your one-man show about sausage production. Hey.
1: That was a groundbreaking piece of physical theatre. The Rotherham Advertiser described it as scrupulously accurate. It was six hours long and most people reported night terrors. Powerful art. That's enough scrappy-do. Do your weird mime palace thing.
2: Okay, it looks like we're in a large mosaic courtyard, walled on all four sides and open to the baking midday sun. (laughs) There are several amphoras of what must be wine in the southeastern corner There's a large wooden door in the eastern wall. A sign above it reads, In times of need may Saturn show you the way. A series of busts. Empress. Augustus, Tiberius and Caligula stand in a row across the north wall. A small door to what looks like a storage cupboard sits in the southwest corner and to the west, bathing in the sunlight. It's Caesar,
3: darling. Come closer and let me have a good look at you. Matt,
1: there's a Caesar talking to us. Ah, greeting, my lord
3: Oh, what a fine pair and so handsome Let me see those arms
2: Oh, stop, tickle, Caesar
3: And how did you two fine specimens Find your way into my courtyard?
2: Sorry, we, um...
3: Oh, I'm not complaining
2: Well, me and my boy here just came through that wall, you see
3: Oh, you're fighters, professors of the sweet science Well, ideally, we won't be
2: fighting anyone Silence, boy! Boy! Oh! Oh, so powerful! He has got a point. We're meant to be fighting Octavia the Misbehavior. Even when you say it, whoever has the finger on the thunder button needs a raise. Anyway, we're fighting him in about 30 minutes and we could do it it if I'm honest.
3: Oh, you're escaping Escape as did Orion on the dolphin's back Well, if it's escape you seek You've accosted the right greased up Roman I could slither out of anywhere It It was only a fortnight prior I managed to liberate myself From the clutches of a pair of snake skin chaps That had constricted over the course of an evening
2: The wolf is at the door Caesar You got anyone in there with you?
3: Quick, hide in there
2: In where? Shut up, boy Sorry, Mr Caesar In where?
3: In there That
2: door there This one Yes, that one What's through there? It's my latrina Latrina? Yes, latrina What is a latrina?
3: You know, my great shame Where I release the dogs of war
2: What? No way Get in This is an escape room. Who are you talking to in there? Uh,
3: No one, just rehearsing a play. It's called Grease 2 Handsome Gladiators. (laughs) Help them escape.
2: Open up, Caesar.
3: Give me a minute. I'm all oiled up, getting out of the chairs like (laughs) chasing the soap around
2: the bath. I know you cannot see me, Caesar, but I am very muscly. I look like I've taken muscles from other people. Open this door now, or we will break it down and drag you to the arena.
3: Oh, you brutes!
2: Why do we always end up
1: squashed in toilets? It's just our thing, isn't it? I'm just concerned that we've come to a Roman-themed escape room, and now we're carrying in an outside loo. And I've not even seen one
2: combination lock. I admit it. It's unconventional. I mean, I can't explain what's happening. But it seems pretty real to me. Real. How do you explain the fact that it's blazing 40 degrees heat out there and half an hour ago it was hosing it down in Rotherham? What are you saying? I don't know what I'm saying. Just an observation. The tickets weren't even that expensive. Hand me that walkie-talkie I'm getting out of here. No, you're not ruining this like you ruined the trampoline part. Give it to me. Get your filthy hands off of me. I. your fat ankle just touched me.
3: It's not fat, it's water retention. Cowardly, miserable creatures, have you no shame to stand here like frightened thorns who, when they can no longer stud over the plain, huddle together, but show no fight? (laughs) only joking, it's me, Uh, Caesar. Room for a little'un? Are they out there? The door should hold them for a few minutes.
1: Where can we go from here, with three grown men pressed
2: against each other in a latrina? <laughs> We're escaping! Wait, what's that? There's three bus here that match those outside. But they're in the wrong order, chronologically speaking. What about the Febreze? How does that factor into your plan, Time Team? Time Team? I'm not having that. Quinty and Agatha, I get. But Time Team was just Baldrick pushing sand off old tans.
3: The Febreze is my dump veil. It just covers the scent. Uh, let me grab that.
2: I've got it. We must need to put them in order. There was Augustus, then Tiberius, and then Caligula. What's that? Are we out?
1: Someone's talking. It's Emperor Claudius. You live next to an emperor?
3: I'm doing all right. Columbo,
2: what can you see? Well... It's dark, very dark. The only light is shining through a vent in the door in front of us. On the other side is two men pointing at a map on a table. One is wearing a big feathery hat.
3: That's Claudius.
2: We're in yet another small space, maybe one by one, surrounded by rolled up parchment, ink pots and tiny statues of horses. Um, these parchments are posters of Octavia. (laughs)
3: The
1: misbehaviour. Let's have a look at them. They're fighting the Great Scarecrow, a long shadow, a pile of sand, six hamsters, a cloud. We're in a stationary cupboard. What do we do?
2: We can't go back and we can't go out there. Maybe if we'll wait, he'll leave and then we can sneak out. I've heard what you've said, and
3: you've put together a lovely presentation. <laughs> really great. Lots of really top illustration, Very engaging. However, I'm being entirely honest with you. The words you've said are complete nonsense. We can't start the invasion in Hull. "'Have you uh, ever seen the size of the rats there? "'They're like carrots, and the people, terrifying. "'Many of them have evolved some form of shell. "'It's just not happening. "'Now go back to your little study hut "'and start shuffling some more papers about "'until you're less of an idiot. "'And while you're up, we need some more sand ordering for the arena. "'It's about as deep as a bee's dick in there.'
1: What's he getting out there? That's a picture of Helena Troy. Ah, he's colouring her in. Looks like he's settling in for the foreseeable.
3: Did you boys say you told stories?
1: Now might be a good time for your story, old bean. Okay, gather round.
2: When our chief announced that he would be taking all fighting age men to raid overseas, I absolutely shit myself. Say your goodbyes, sharpen your sword. And make sure your shield, with its round metal bulge in the middle, is ready to go. I dropped a clay cup and it smashed into pieces like my little heart. I don't have anyone to say goodbye to. I'm a little bit on the ugly side and my tunic's loppy and I don't even have pockets. As Vikings come, we're not really a fighty bunch over here. The village weaver runs a co-making workshop on Tuesdays. He's been instated as our bloody commander. And Torsten, now the chief second in command, he makes booties for goats. As for me, I'm a cup maker and certified hot yoga instructor. The boat ride was hideous. We had to shit over the side, and with my back and arthritis, there was not a chance of that. Who's put this mushy hammer handle in my helmet? That was Sigrid. It found me dump. At least Hilda's with us. Not that she'd noticed me. She's a beautiful blacksmith with her own stool, grinding wheel and forge. England seemed quite similar, there are lots of crows and the beaches are just pebbles. We've set up camp somewhere on Northumberland coast, and the chief tells me we're going to do some more raids tomorrow. I don't see the point myself. these Saxons don't have fuck all, and nothing I bring back seems to please him anyway. What do we have? Declare your spoils. I've got this gorgeous jumper and oil burner. Torsten only made things worse. I haven't brought anything back, but I did find some cattle with very cold hoofs, so I put some booties on them. Sometimes you've got to look at yourself and think, am I just taking or what? Do you know what I mean, Chief? Chief threw a flagon of ale onto the ground. This isn't working. We need to think bigger. Tomorrow we will capture some locals and hold them ransom for a real reward. Hilda, Torsten and Ulf. You will raid this small farming community and gather at least ten prisoners. We'll hold them ransom. The walk to the village was quite nice, very flat, and some of the daffodils had started to blossom. We had a sandwich on a wall, and I even swapped a couple of stories with Hilda. I explained how to make a cup, and she showed me how to take my heavy sword out of the sheath thing without hurting myself. The capture bit was dead easy. I think the villagers must have been raided before. As soon as we were within 100 metres or so, a lovely village elder approached us and was just really quite reasonable about it all. You're Vikings, aren't you? Right, well, I suppose you want some locals for ransom. Wait there, I'll round a few up, tie them together, and then you can fuck off. Also, can you pack it in with the cattle? Toast blushed a the right lot. Raid, pillage, do what you have to do. But we've had three cows stuck in mud because they're wearing some sort of bloody slipper. We began to trudge back to camp with our captives, who all seemed lovely by the way. One, Edmund, gave me a feather to put on my helmet. Me and Hilda talked a little more too. And by all accounts, it was turned into a really good day out. I thought you were pathetic with all your cups and no pockets, but you're actually a really lovely man, Ulf. Perhaps we could have a cup of brine together tomorrow evening. As you can imagine, I was over the moon and felt on top of the world. I chatted to Edmund some more. He was a really nice chap. So what will happen to me? Will I be killed? Probably, yeah. I don't think we have enough resources to keep you alive, you see. Plus, we brought our swords quite a long way. That's fair. Who is the executioner? Is he a good man? Will it be a clean cut? It would be if bloody Arn would step up. He's our arm am too squeamish butcher. The doctor is doing it instead. But Edmund, he had a bloody angle, didn't he? He wasn't just asking innocently. Listen, Ulf, I can see you're an ugly lad with no presence. If you let me go, I can bring you an emerald ring that'll really impress that woman I can so clearly see that you like. I'll meet you on this very track at the edge of your camp tomorrow morning, sunrise. I absolutely trusted Edmund, especially after he gave me that gorge feather. We stopped for a break, And I cut him loose and told the others he had a contagious disease or something, and I thought it would be best. We returned to camp that evening, and the chief was absolutely delighted that we'd accomplished our mission. All I could think about was my date with Hilda tomorrow night, though. I barely slept. I was just so excited to get that big fat ring from Edmund. I knew Hilda would love it. I got up early that morning and put my loppy tunic on. Edmund was right on time. He was waiting by the track that we used yesterday, just as he said he hadn't brought a ring as he promised. Dirty little liar. He brought a bloody mob! Shut up in there! I'm sorry Edmund, I swear there's a spooky ghost or something in here. Either that or mash, i do always enjoy in a bloody hit class. It's not all bad though, they've cleaned my tunic, and the food isn't terrible. Edmund and his friends pop by every now and then as well. Hilda was fortunate. Turns out Edmund took a shine to her, and now they're together, he gave her that bloody ring!
3: Oh, that was really lovely.
1: Thank you. He's fallen asleep. What should we do? he definitely locked that door.
2: Let's try and find the keys.
1: Where are we supposed to be looking?
3: Just everywhere. In drawers and stuff, you know. Just don't wake him up. What's this? It looks like a design for an amphitheatre.
2: We need keys, Mr Caesar. Oh, look at all these trap doors. Caesar.
0: Shh. Roger. Sarah. i fine Sarah.
3: Shh. What's that? Where's the, that voice coming from? I, I, I'm all confused. I, it's making me feel a, a bit weird. I I, I, I'm, I feel I'm, I'm going to faint. What in the blazes? Who the devil are you? Wait a minute, you are those two missing pipsqueak prisoners. Guard, guard. Oh, get off. Take them to the arena.
0: Last few minutes, lads. Better hurry up or Octavia the misbehavior is gonna become closely acquainted with your collective colons.
1: We could really use that help now.
0: You've got to ask me a question.
1: Uh what should we do?
0: Have a bit of self-confidence. You can do this. Just remember
3: all the clues, and you're sorted. Over.
1: Not a massive help.
2: Ladies and gentlemen. Please welcome to the death The Roman soldier, the Lombardian guardian, its subsavior, the misbehavior. Welcome to his next victims two pitchweeks and a Caesar.
1: Look at the size of him. He's carrying three tridents. That's nine dents. Matt, what are we going to do? She said we've got all the clues. You're the escape room, boy. It's
5: licking its lips. Prepare to be pick-squeak-based. I'm going to roll you up and pop you in my lunch box. I hope you like getting poked by (laughs) tridents.
1: Some quality fighting talk there. Don't piss him
3: off. It's coming. We need to think of something. Come on, Matt. This is your thing. Think of something. Make peace with whatever gods you subscribe to. Have a bit of self-confidence. You can do this. Just remember all the clues and you're sorted. I've heard they once melted an Iceman with just their presence and a powerful stare.
1: Great scarecrow, a long shadow, a pile of sand, six hamsters, a
3: cloud. I could slither out of anywhere. It's about as deep as a bee's dick in there. It looks like a design for an amphitheatre. Look at all these trapdoors.
2: In times of need, may Saturn show you the way. Yeah, just, just hear me out. Everything we know about Octavia the Misbehaviour is anecdote. It was rumoured this and apparently that. Can he actually fight? <clears throat> I put it to you. Who here has actually seen this disgusting beast fight anyone? It's always slaves shitting themselves inside out or ice men melting from fright. I mean, look at him. Sure, he's a weighty beast, but up close you can see through that facade. This armour's cardboard. That moustache is painted on. Those axes are inflatable, and that parrot hasn't moved since we've been here. He is a phony, and you should all be asking for your money back.
5: I'm not! I'm a real! I've done things that will make your brain fold on itself. I am the one who struck Tiberius the Sirius so hard, it thundered for a week. I am the one who slayed Marcus the Strangler before eating his quadricep and if I wanted, I could grind you up you'd look like a bowl of salt granules or maybe even a finer powder such as paprika by the time I'm finished
2: Well, let's have it then, you big pepper mill
5: I hope you're not challenging me the amount of skulls these sandals have been through.
2: Leave him to deal with the crowd. We need to find the trapdoors.
5: I'm a real tough lady. I will find every one of you. I am a cadavia misbehaviour and I will not be mocked. Okay, this might be inflatable access, but I've got this.
2: Oh crap, is that real? It looks real. Run! Mr Caesar, where did you see those trapdoors?
3: They were all along this side. I thought they were an accident waiting to happen,
2: but that wasn't this arena. There aren't any doors. They're under the sand. Quick brush it away. We need to find them. Time team. I've found one. Me too. Me three. But which one? In times of need, may Saturn show you the way. Saturn, God of plenty. Wealth, agriculture,
1: liberation. Rings. It's my door. It's got rings on it. Nope, it was just mops in there.
3: That was a no entry sign. Are you an idiot?
2: It's got to be a mine. A cornucopia. The horn of plenty.
3: I don't even care. I will shoot you into
5: Swiss cheese. This gun's got so many bullets. Quick, jump.
0: Well done! You managed to solve our puzzle and escape in the nick of time. Just 37 seconds left on the clock. Well done, Narragansi!
3: What? He was firing a real gun at us. I've grazed my knee. Could you make us a a typhoon, please, Sarah? Ahead of the next group. I'm gagging for a cuppa. Stuart, I've told you to stop leaving your room. That's three
0: times this week. And I know you've been taking dumps in Hagrid's hut.
3: What's happening? There
1: were thousands of people in that arena. Is this like a fever dream?
0: Yes, yes, you did very well and we've all had a wonderful time. But if you could grab your bags and get lost, I've got a hen coming in five minutes.
4: Two Stories is written and produced by Matthew Oxley and Jack Barton. Performed this week by Matt and Jack as themselves, Carlotta Morelli as Sarah and Octavia, Stephen Barton as Mr Caesar and Claudius, and
1: Stan Barton as the mannequin.